This is Colin Moriarty from Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast, the best PlayStation podcast on the entire internet. If you're looking for a different PlayStation podcast to listen to than mine, you probably want to listen to podcasts beyond. But if you need a PlayStation podcast even after that, then you're in the right place for PlayStation experience. Have yourselves a very good time. Welcome to the land of long live play where greatness is always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation experience. It is I as always your boy Dead Ninja Dev and as usual I am joined by my man Mr. Delvin Cox. How are you this afternoon? I got nothing. I got nothing. I can't think of nothing. I can't think of nothing clever to say. (laughs) Nothing witty to say. I've lost my swagger. Nothing. Wow. Wow. Uh, I've been there, done that. I understand. I'm in the same boat. I got nothing in it. How about the Owen Wilson voice of, wow. (laughs) That other voice you hear is the Platinum Princess joining us, as always, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How are you this afternoon? I'm just going through the motions. (laughs) So we're all just kind of feeling the effects of the week. The weekend coming to an end, and we're just, we're here. Hey, you know what? I'm just glad tomorrow's a holiday, so. What? what? Holiday tomorrow? It's, hol- it, it's Victoria Day tomorrow. You made it sound like that's a known thing. I have it's no- a Canadian. Right. You guys have Memorial Day. We have Victoria Day. Victoria's Secret Day? Huh. That'd I be will. a day. I will you, sir. No, what? It's, it, it's Queen Victoria, like Victoria Day. I don't know who that is. Queen? So how is that line up with Memorial Day? It, I don't no, no, understand. no. Like it's, it's, it's our equivalent to Memorial Day. But y'all don't have queens. We were a British colony before we became our own thing. Our highest level of government is the queen. You know that, right? But we were like, a British colony too, but we don't celebrate queens. You guys dump tea in the harbor. There's a difference. Yeah, we were all. We also. Yeah, we said, screw y'all. We out. <laughs> like... We're our own separate country, but in the event of like major traumatic event, let's let's go World War Three. If the Queen wanted, she could rescind Canada's like being its own the thing. military. Yeah. So like, so so then, are you really your own thing? Yes. Then? It's only done in like I'm not a I, I don't take my word on this because I like really <laughs> didn't pay attention in social studies, but this is a thing. I, I'm aware that, like, there's a tangential connection. I may be entirely misquoting it. Uh, don't at me, because I don't care, is my point. But it's a holiday tomorrow, and I get paid to stay at home and play video games. So, so. this queen, is it Queen Latifah? <laughs> <laughs> and is she living single? I'm back, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Next week on PSXP, uh, you find Delvin dead in a ditch. <laughs> Whoa, that's a good dark. Violence. Because <laughs> I have a queen who stays a million miles away from y'all. Crazy. Learn something new every yep. day. Every day. 
I mean, when's, well, when's Memorial Day this year? Next week. I'm uh, thinking. next Monday. Next Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, only reason I even know is because it's my daughter's birthday. We always have issues with Memorial Day and trying to make birthday plans. But since everybody's at home, it don't matter this yeah. year. How she feel about that? I mean, she's sad by it, but we've already discussed what her party is going to be. It's basically just going to be the neighborhood kids. They're going to have like a little rock and roll party or whatnot. Um, they'll all be uh, socially distanced and we'll feed them hot dogs or pizza or something. And they'll listen to rock music. Stay. My wife has a whole plan. She's good. It'll be good. Makes sense. So, you know, it is what it is. It this is. is life in quarantine. All three of us have had our birthdays in quarantine because all of us are close. So mine, my wife's, and now my daughter's all still in quarantine. My son, hopefully, will not have a quarantine birthday because it'll be in November. And hopefully that stuff will be lifted and it'll be his fifth. So well, it should be I mean, let, let me put it to you this way. Big. We're opening way too soon. This is going to get... Per- this is true. We're opening way too soon. And if things stay open and cases spike, everyone's going to be locked back down again. And I think you're going to see we'll open for the summer because people are going to be not paying attention to rules. And then back by fall, we'll all be locked down. Stores will be closed. Everybody will be working from home again. So, Yeah. It's bananas. Like, in my in just Bakersfield alone, like, every yeah. day this entire week, we've seen spike in between cases. 30. Yeah. yeah. 30 to 45 cases. We're not open at all. Like, we haven't started opening. Like... Yeah. Everything is still very much closed except for like grocery stores. But like every day we've seen between 30 to 45 cases, new cases. So it's not, it's like, we're not, it, it's, it's not flattening. It's still just steadily rising. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Elon Musk uh, going against like, what is it? Alameda County telling him not to open his plant. And he did it anyway. So yeah. it was like, if anyone gets arrested, I asked that it only be me. It's like, dude, or you could just not open your your plant and follow the rules. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bad. I mean, they need to figure out... Because people, I mean, like, unemployment has gone through the roof. Yeah. Like, everybody's unemployed. People can't pay their bills. Speaking... And it's like, let us go back to work so we can pay our bills. Or can you guys pass the, the these bills and give us money so we can take care of yeah. it? Because bills don't stop. Sp- speaking you know? of Elon Musk, I uh, actually just got roasted by Lily Wachowski. Lock the name is uh, that terrible name. No, no. Also, he got in trouble for that and was told to change it. So, don't know if he actually did. But uh, that name actually violated. We the lost change. her. Yeah. What do you mean you lost me? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. It wouldn't be a PSXP without a are, are, technical Am I back? You're back. You are. Okay. Uh, he got in trouble for that name and was told to change it because it violated naming laws in California. Um, yeah. But also, uh, he tweeted out earlier today, like, uh, take the red pill. And then that was, quote, tweeted by Ivanka Trump. And it was like... Uh, Taken, and then Lily Wachowski added both of them and was like, F you. Yeah. And, and if He's going to leave Cali. Um, he's going to take his business elsewhere. I mean, we're, good, because the man's a grade-A <laughs> psychopath. So He is crazy, but, you he, know. He thinks he's Tony Stark, but in reality, he's Lex Luthor. So. I think uh, these are interesting times because I think people just have to, have to learn for themselves. Like, Go out there and experience themselves and get sick because 
it's getting to the point where you can keep saying, hey, this is not over yet. It's not over yet. People are literally wanting to fight in the streets and do what they want to do. So the, mm-hmm. the hardest lesson for a person to learn is experience. So you got to experience it for yourself. And people... Yeah, but yep. the problem being is the people who are do- following the rules are going to be the ones who get hurt. They're going to be the ones that get sick. They're going to be the ones that die. Because people who are trying to force their way into situations, like, let's go, for example, the Michigan State House, where they packed into a tiny crowded room, built the brim with people and assault rifles, and they're in there like, let us not do social distancing anymore. But then the people who are telling them no are the ones who are going to get sick because of it. Like, for example, Michigan, like, officials were like, hey, no, go back to your homes. Please, like, follow guidelines. And they weren't having it. And I would not be surprised to see the people telling the protesters, hey, please don't do this, like, go home, that they would be the ones to get sick. I mean, it's gone both ways. Yeah. I've definitely seen plenty of people who have protested and then have gotten the dang thing. Yeah. Like, it, it definitely is not discriminating. And those idiots are getting it. It's just that nobody wants to, like... We're the only country that has this issue with just staying home. It's like, stay oh, home. You're not, I understand you're not. it. There was a riot in Toronto last week. Well, I consider y'all like y'all. Y'all are our hat. So yeah. I mean, if we're gonna go by the Fallout timeline, there's too many Americans. I mean, there's too many Americans up there. So if you'd like to go by the Fallout t- timeline, by 2077, uh, you know the the U.S. has annexed Canada. So. Let's see, 2077, we're looking at 57 years from now. I'll be 90-something. I won't care. I won't care either. I'll be dead. If I'm still here. I'll be, I'll, if I'm still I'll, here, I'll I won't dead. care. I'll be alive. <laughs> I'll be fine. You will, not, you will not be. I hate to tell you, but both of you will probably not be here in 57 years. Who told you that lie? I'm definitely going to so, be here. Sure. I mean, he's Florida man. He's going to survive. Uh, yes. The man, it is the, what it the is. The Florida man will then consume human faces, oh, you know, I'm, on some bath salts. I am 100% down with getting the Robocop treatment and just taking my body and putting me inside an Android. Fine with that. I mean, if technology advances and we can just live in virtual reality, sure, I'm down for that. I mean, as long I, as I it, would hope that your body isn't as limited as Robocop. I, uh, yeah, also, as long as it's not <laughs> like the new Amazon TV show upload, because that's horrifying. I haven't watched that show. I haven't watched it either. Yeah, I'm just very tired of seeing the commercials for it. I've never seen or heard of that show. It's uh, it's got Robbie Amell, who Delvin may know, played Firestorm on The Flash. Yes. Um, he is the main character, and essentially, like, he gets in a car accident, and instead of you know operating on him, his girlfriend uploads him to a virtual reality world, and it's a comedy, and it's really weird. That but sounds- I'm tired of seeing the. Tired of seeing the ads on YouTube when I watch stuff on PlayStation. So I like can't can't use ad block on my PlayStation. I like Robbie Bell. <laughs> that sounds yeah. horrible. <laughs> it looks awful, which is why I haven't watched it. But uh, shockingly, it got renewed for season two already. So go transcendence. Let's just put our minds in robots and in virtual reality. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. On another note, uh, I bought Constantine, the TV show, and started watching that. So, Good show. Really good show. It was on sale for like four ninety nine. I think I'm like four episodes in. It's really good, but... Uh, Did it only have one season? Yeah, it got canceled, and that's why... Yeah, uh, I loved that show. That show was so good. Yeah, and Constantine's on Legends of Tomorrow now, and it's actually... The reason I'm watching... It's the same... 
the reason same actor right yep yep which yeah. uh for those who aren't aware the actor who played constantine in, in a the tv show and now on legends and he also voices him in a bunch of animated stuff as well yeah. uh was the voice of edward kenway in assassin's creed 4 black Flag. yes Way to tie it back to video games. I loved that show. I was so oh, pissed when they canceled it. I know, it. but I, he does a fantastic job on Legends. And actually, the reason I was watching the TV show for Constantine is because one of the plot threads for Season 5 of Legends is directly tied to the NBC show. Like, um, Damn it. Yeah. Make me watch some DC garbage. I, I, you will not regret. If you decide to watch any of the DC TV shows, seriously, Legends of Tomorrow will make you laugh. And have a blast. It's a T. It's mm. it's one of a. Delvin would probably understand this better than you because I don't think you've watched it. But uh, Legends is a show that knows that it's quirky and weird and ridiculous and just goes with it. One. This is not a spoiler for anyone who's interested in it. But one of the episodes involves them going back in time to when Barack Obama was in high school or college, sorry, and is being chased by Gorilla Grodd, and they have to save President Obama. And it's amazing. That sh- that episode is fantastic. See, you just made me not want to watch it. That is just too ridiculous for me. I mean, that's I want that's the point of Legends just, of Tomorrow. Like, it's it's a time travel show. Like, literally every week yeah. they go to a different time period. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer and I'm like, this is just a little too goofy. For the me. first season is really like straightforward, but a lot of people don't like it. And then season two just goes wild, and it's amazing. Just give me more Constantine, and I'll be happy. Constantine, just, con- just, Constantine can I get season comes two? Into like it- Legends at season. <sighs> so, I will. But say he's this. on. He's on Arrow in season four as well of Arrow. I so. will say this: just watch the DC animated movie with Constantine in it. You have a blast. Same, same character. It's a little bit more darker than the. Um, That's good. Yeah. Like especially. It's uh, also. It's also on sale right now. Um, City of. City of Demons, I believe. Yeah, that's the movie. Yeah. He, he had, they have a Constantine movie, which is called City of Demons. Then they also have Justice League Dark, which the main character is basically Constantine. Yeah. And they have Justice uh, League Dark Apocalypse War, which is also of, very dark. I loved, I loved the joke they made about King Shark and Constantine in that movie because it's hilarious. Yes, it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's get off of all the DC... And television talk. <laughs> let's let's move into what we've been playing this week. So, uh, Haley, what have you been playing? Uh, I started Life is Strange two. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't care about the characters. I don't. They're, I feel like I've heard that a lot. They're they're really annoying. Um, and also like the story just doesn't like. I loved Life is Strange one. Like I know it was weird. And, you know, it was obviously adults trying to write teenagers, but it was great. I loved it. I loved Before the Storm as well, because it was the same characters that I loved, minus Max, because obviously the story took place before Max came back to Arcadia Bay. But it was great. You know, the story felt plausible in a way that, yes, it's a story about a girl with superpowers, Except before the storm doesn't have any superpowers, but you get my point. So it was a plausible kind of superpower, and the the writing made sense at least. Okay. But then Life is Strange two starts, and you're walking home from school. This is the literally the, the introduction to the game is you watching like a dash cam of a cop car, 
And then it flips over, and then it comes, cuts to you getting off a school bus, walking home, talking to this girl, getting ready for a party, and then like 20 minutes later, you're out in your front yard trying to protect your little brother from an a-hole neighbor who is uh, upset that this like 10-year-old kid spilled fake zombie blood all over his shirt, and so he's roughhousing and calling the kids slurs and... And the, obviously, like, it gives you a choice to, like, intervene or question the little brother. And it's like, I, okay, so I, I, I intervene because the kid's 10 years old and made a mistake. And then next thing you know, a cop shows up and shoots the dad. Spoilers for Life is Strange 2, by the way. But I need to illustrate my point of how, like, the story just doesn't make sense. So that happens. Cop car gets flipped over. And the next thing you know, it's like two days later and you're up in... Uh, on the mountain in in Washington at, on Mount Rainier, and it's like what, How, what? Okay, and then then you go to, you find a store after you've spent the night in the woods with your little brother. Uh, after this, uh, cop is dead. By the way, at this point, your little brother has killed a cop, and you you're running <laughs> now. Um, they get to a store. They buy some stuff, and then a racist white man shows up and is like, I want proof that you bought this, and like, yada yada yada, and then they're saved by a Seth Rogen looking guy, and he laughs like Seth Rogen too, um, and then it just gets weirder, and I'm like, what is this game? Um, yeah. Hmm, I feel like I remember Donnie talking about this, and he said that it started off, it was just way more... I don't know. I I think he said he liked he liked the, the the beginning of it, but he liked the other one better just because he liked the characters better or something. I don't really remember, yeah. but I do remember him talking about this game and that it was just different than than the original one. Um, also, the preview, like uh, I've seen what happens in episode two, and I'm not going to spoil that. But I know that at one point you have the choice in that next episode as to whether to intervene or not, and your brother kills another thing in the next episode, regardless of your choice. It's like. What is happening? Why am I supposed to care about these characters? I think <laughs> when you make games like Life is Strange and Walking Dead, it's very hard to walk that thin line of making decisions and choices matter. And not Okay, but and I, ha I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that comparison immediately falls apart because even in the worst season of the Walking Dead game, which, by the way, for those wondering, is season two, uh, the decisions there that you make are still believable. They're not crazy. They're not like, hey, what's, let's ramp the story up and make it, like, oh. ridiculous for no reason. But that's what I'm getting it's, to. I'm getting to the fact that when you, when you make so many choices, I think Life is Strange 1 is like a critically acclaimed game. People love that game. Yeah. And the thing that's hard about those type of games is, unlike The Walking Dead, Life is Strange Season 1 had a message to it. Yeah. Whether it was whether it was about friendship and you know, a whole bunch of things. I think they tried but to do this same thing with this mean? one. But what do you mean? Life is like Walking Dead season one. Walking Dead season Just keep season one is essentially Walking Dead TV show. It's very okay, good, but, but it doesn't have the same type of messages that Life is Strange kind of brings forth. I, I feel completely different. Um Season one of the Walking Dead game, 
and granted, I, I may feel differently than you two, but the relationship between uh, Lee and Clem in season one of the Walking Dead game is like, how far would you go to protect your child, essentially? Like, that's that's what I felt like the message and point of season one of the Walking Dead game is. Like, spoilers for the Walking Dead game, and not a big one either. Like, there's essentially a point where you have to decide whether to cut Clem's hair or tell her to tie it back and stuff like that. And essentially what you're telling her shapes her decisions for the rest of the series in that moment. It's one moment in the third episode of season one, and you're essentially told, hey, like, what you say here is gonna have repercussions. Like, what do you tell this little girl in the event that something happens to you? And then, of course... Not spoiling the rest of the Walking Dead game for those who haven't played it. If you haven't played it, please go play it. Like they're fantastic. Um, even if you're not a fan of the Walking Dead in general, like these games are fantastic and tell a great story. Um, literally, uh, two episodes later, that choice comes to fruition. Like you literally watch it happen, and then as you like witness Clem's journey in later seasons, like the the decisions Lee made with Clem shape the entire story. Yeah. Aside from the Michonne. Yeah. Cause Clem's not involved in that, but, but it's... yeah, but there are some portions of that game where no matter what decision you make, the outcome doesn't change. That's the, there that... are some, but I'm just saying in some game, in some of those games, like a lot of times, every decision doesn't matter. Sometimes they give you these difficult decisions yeah. and no matter what happens, the thing that you least want to happen is going to happen regardless. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times with these type of games, if you don't relate to the characters in some way, a lot of the times it doesn't matter. Like you just don't care about the characters. You don't really care about what's going on. If there's not some kind of way that you can relate or feel like you can be, you can be in this character. You can be, you can just, you know, feel like a part of them is you, you know? Yeah. So I think that a lot of the times can make or break your experience with the game. Yeah, I think that um, when it comes, my, my original comparison was Walking Dead game is not dealing with social issues. Life is Strange season mm-hmm. one and season two mostly deal with social issues. Even uh, before the storm, deal with social issues in terms of like mm-hmm. suicide and stuff like that and race relations and whole LTBG. I can't say the words LGBT. right. LGBT? Yes, I can't say the words, but those type of issues. And it's a lot harder to hit those issues. And like, mm-hmm. if you don't nail those issues right on the head, it's going to kind of feel like unearned and kind of feel like, man, you know, those are the type of things like telling a story about a father and daughter. It's a lot harder for people to do when you're a father and you have a daughter as opposed to the Life of Strange crew, crew who may not have dealt with all these issues and trying to tell their specific story. I think that's what you're kind of experiencing where they're telling, from what I've gathered from this story, from season two at least, they're telling a story about two Mexican kids who are dealing mm-hmm. with racism in America. Yes. And if I'm correct, the Life of Strange crew are like from, are they Canadian? Mon- Montreal? Mm, they're from Montreal. So I'm quite sure it's a little bit harder to tell that story but okay, but here's here's yes, that makes sense. But also, it's the same team that wrote season one, like the exact same team. Like, not even a person has left that studio who wrote it. So oh. I'm 
And again... But that story may be easier for them to tell as it may be a closer story to, like, actual life experience or somebody they know than the story of two Mexican kids experiencing racism in America. Like, if you're not close to that story, a lot of times telling those stories can feel very inauthentic Mm -hmm. and can be told in a way that doesn't make you feel for the characters because it's not coming from a place that of, of authenticity. So it just feels off or meh or wrong. So a lot of times, if you're not close to the story that you're telling, it just doesn't feel or come off right. Mm-hmm. But my issue, my main issue with the, the game isn't that I don't think the story itself would, like, the, the concept of the story itself, like, the the brothers dealing with racism in America, totally great. And I knew going into that that that's what the story was about. But then it just it takes several leaps and bounds. And I know that Jump the Shark is like proverbial, like like used way too much, and it's essentially an overused meme at this point. Like Riverdale, for example, jumps the shark in episode two of season one and just doesn't stop. Like it just keeps jumping sharks. Whereas here. I feel like the story starts out believably, like, right? Like, you're, you're following uh, Sean and uh, his little brother Daniel, right? And, and then, like, everything happens and then they're on Mount Rainier. And that's not what I have a problem with, right? Like, of course there's going to be a time jump. You don't want to be playing as them as they have to walk, like, two days up to Mount Rainier, right? Like, starting you there is fine. It's what happens after that point, once they get to the mountain, that makes the story just feel convoluted and, like, disjointed. It's the fact that, alright, they bought, like, they bought this. You have your receipt. This man doesn't believe you. You wake up zip-tied to a radiator in the back of his thing. Like, this man essentially kidnaps you at this point, which, alright, that's an issue. That could happen. That's believable. But then... He's he's starting to, like, rant about things that don't make sense. And then the Seth Rogen guy you met in the store earlier is essentially the savior in this situation. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't think I'm articulating my point well enough. Because, again, I don't have a problem with this whole story. Like, yeah, that's a great story to tell if done well. But the the powers and the escalation of it and how there's literally at this point it seems no consequences to your actions doesn't make doesn't make me care at all. And like I I've, I've seen some stuff in the next couple of episodes and it's just like they're they're really gonna face no consequences for their actions. Like I don't understand. Is maybe that's what they're trying to convey, that sometimes you're powerless. Even with all the powers that you have you're powerless. It doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. the, the more interesting thing to me is that you're not actually playing as the person with powers in Life is Strange 2. Your little brother is the one who has the powers. You don't, you don't have mm-hmm. any powers. So anything, any decisions regarding powers that you make is you trying to teach your little brother. Mm-hmm. And I just... Sometimes it feels weird because I know that in the next episode, the, the thing I mentioned is that there's essentially a decision. Um, whether you tell him no or not, it still happens. Um, but the severity of the actions that happen after what I'm talking about happen is what makes me go, why am I supposed to care here? Like, essentially, like, you rescue a dog in the first episode and then something something can happen in the next episode that just makes it... It's weird. 
I don't know. We've we've ranted and turned this into like <laughs> something it didn't need to be. The only other thing I played was uh, I finished Infamous Two and went back to my Infamous Second Son like yearly playthrough and found an audio log that I hadn't listened to the first time that makes me excited for a potential Infamous sequel because um, as we all know, um, uh, when developing the Infamous series. Um, Sucker Punch had to choose a canon option to start the story off with, with the next time. Um, and the good option was the canon option both times, leading into Second Son. And the good ending of Second Son is considered canon as well. And based on an audio log you find, it mentions that a certain bioterrorist's body has gone missing. And we all know who they're talking about, so I am excited. Especially because uh, after having just refinished uh, Infamous 2's story and... You know, it is doubly clear that that lightning strikes Cole's body, so. Yeah, we may never know. I don't I don't think we'll find out anytime soon. Oh, no. Ghost is coming out, and then they may turn Cole, Cole's dead, all right? He's dead. He's gone. They burned his body no. in the story. Tell you That's what. not how that works. I will tell you what. If Ghost of Tsushima does really good, <laughs> you might not get it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They might just now. I would love a new infamous. Game. I would. Too. I would love yeah. another one. I loved. Yeah. I love that series, but yeah. I just. I don't. I don't see them going back to it for a while, especially if Ghost takes off. It'll. It'll be a minute. Yeah. I, and again, who, all right. Who knows? Right. So yeah. they could do. You know the the two game studio where they just you know go back and forth between mm-hmm. them. But we'll see. We'll see. What about you, Devin? What you been playing, man? Um, interesting. I played. Well, I finally beat Resident Evil 3, which is a funny story about think? that. I liked it, but a funny thing happened where I messed up big time. But I didn't oh. care, so it didn't matter. <laughs> what happened was, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was playing, I think it was, because you fight Nemesis like a thousand times in that game for some reason. You fight him four times, yes. It's like a thousand and one times you fight Nemesis. <laughs> and one of, one of the thousand and one times I fought Nemesis, I kept losing. I think I lost three times. The game has a thing where if you lose three times, say, hey, you suck at this game. You want to try it on assistant mode? <laughs> so, <laughs> me not paying attention. I'm trying to rush to get back into the fight. I'm just pressing the button. I actually put it on assistant mode. Beat Nemesis. Went to the next change, save point. Saved. Saw that it changed to assistant mode. Like, oh, crap. And said, screw this. I'm just going to beat the game like this. I do yeah. not care. So I ended up finishing the game under assisted mode and had a lot more fun doing it that way. Easy mode for the win. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, to quote Andrea Renee, you played it on baby-ass baby mode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 have, I have a couple friends who only play games on baby-ass baby mode. They're like, I just hey, want to play for story. There, I don't care about being challenged. I'm not judging you. I just wanted, this, I just wanted an excuse to say baby-ass baby mode. <laughs> Um, no, uh, I mean, what did you think of the story, though? I liked it. I liked the ending, particularly a lot in terms of not. Are we t- are we are we talking the ending of the story, like after that final fight with Nemesis? Yes. Or the post credit scene after you beat the game? After you fight Nemesis, that okay. whole part there, I thought that was pretty cool. A cool way to do that. I, I love that she just rams the the, the railgun right in there. Yeah, that was cool. And I think I like the game. It, it's a lot more fun when you don't have to worry about 
being annoyed by the bosses and stuff like that. And hey, you should try playing it on Inferno mode. Then let me know how you do. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that right now. I'll for, for the audio listeners that cannot see Dev's face right now, he's literally <laughs> shaking his head left and right, going, "Nope, Mm-mm. nope, that's not happening." Because I went from playing the game from being scared of Nemesis and wanting to run to being annoyed by Nemesis. I'm like, ah. Hey, hey, it's way easier with an an unlimited ammo rocket launcher and some challenge coins and you get the platinum and it's fantastic and I had a blast. I will say though that boss, the last boss battle, regardless of difficulty, is an insane difficulty spike. Like if you do enough damage to him in quick succession in that final boss fight, he will just slam, 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 slam on the ground and to the point that you can't dodge it, so... Yeah, wasn't a fan of that. But overall, yeah. I like the game a lot. Now, I, the reason why I started back playing, because after I finished Final Fantasy VII, I was like, I want to finish something else again that's not too long. Mm. And Final Fantasy VII finish is, Control. I don't know if I want to even play that again. Honestly speaking. <laughs> I don't know if I want to play it again. Because, like I told you, I started playing it, and I'm like, what in the world am I doing? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it just—I know that all too well. And it immediately turned me off from the game to the point like I can't play this right now. And that's what made me work. That made, that's what made me go back to Resident Evil. Then after I beat Resident Evil, I have I have a game. I don't know if you guys heard of this game's called Judgment. I nope. It's like same studio that does Yakuza, right? It's a spinoff of Yakuza. It's in yeah, the same universe, same yeah. world. And I started just started playing that that again. And fortunately, I was still at the beginning of I, when I stopped playing it. I was at the beginning of the game, so I didn't miss a beat playing it. Now, and I'm enjoying myself. It's a more detective style version of Yakuza, mm. but, Fully, but but you're gonna jump into you jump into Saints Row with me on Friday, right? You gonna do that? What the hell? I'll try. It. I'll try. It. <laughs> I, I, was th- I was thinking about it. I'll try Saints hey, Row. Hey. Remember, you got that dong slider <laughs> that you were so you excited have, about man. last week. You may have sold me on it. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, apparently, someone in Florida, Florida man himself, um, successfully has transplanted a yes. horse penis. Yep, yep. I oh, don't boy. know why, but <laughs> yep. when I read that, I immediately thought of you in last week's episode. <laughs> I have questions. I read that too, but I have, I have questions. Okay, about okay, hold on. Your response there immediately makes me think of the meme that's like, stop. I have several questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the questions I have is what do they do with his penis? Did they give his penis to the horse? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I thanks for that graphic mental image because now I'm just imagining a horse with a human penis. And how bad would that? Oh. How bad would you be with that horse? Just... Lord have mercy, <laughs> Kevin. I'm sorry. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> the horse got I a mean, raw deal. Hey, hey. Maybe hey. The, maybe the horse was dead. Maybe yes. the horse died. Hey, you know what? Please don't. Please don't watch Mr. Hands. <laughs> Yeah, that might be a problem. Uh, Delvin, wow. go, go watch that and you'll get your answers. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else watch it, just Delvin. Delvin can go watch it and get the answers for himself. Nobody else watch that. Yeah. What have you been playing, Dev? 
Uh, I finally finished Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, nice. <laughs> we had our our uh, spoiler cast, which was a really fun episode, and really has me excited for whatever the next installment of this game is going to be. Um, outside of that, yeah, right. God, it better not take that long. Hey, it's gonna, it's gonna take five years. I hope you're ready for waiting. I mean, I've been waiting for twenty years I, for I the first part. I, I can I can wait another five for the next one. Um, other than that, uh, I jumped back into Grand Theft Auto Five because it was free on on a uh, Epic Store. And, they gave it away for everybody, so I fell in love with that store. game. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> the store was was a pile of garbage for several hours. I think it's um, still think actually it was, a pile of garbage in an uh, inadvertently. Like it's not deliberately being a piece of garbage. It's just the amount of demand for that game on Epic is just causing the store to crash like every couple of hours. Yeah, and it's been causing Rockstar servers to kind of yep. go yeah. belly up as well. But um, jump back into that, and it's like so much stuff in the story that I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. That's... And they have definitely fleshed it out and added some more stuff here, and I'm just really enjoying it. And it looks glorious on PC, so. Oof, mods. Mods, man. Uh, my and favorite thing is when ridiculous. you try to launch, G- uh, not that I would recommend it, because GTA Online is ridiculous and takes forever to load. Um. But if you have any, does it? Yeah. Have you not on PC, baby? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Even with my high tech computer and the fact that it's a laptop, I would not try running GTA Five on my laptop. Yeah, mine runs. It runs great. Again, it loads really, again, really fast. When I have the money, awesome. we'll build me a proper rig. But at the moment, That's I have a up. laptop. <laughs> my laptop might explode. Yeah, we know. There's yes. a reason the yes, show isn't will. live. <laughs> but just blow up. I feel like I played something else, but I can't remember. I think I may have played a little bit of Titanfall too, just because just replaying that because oh, it's an awesome game. chat for Titanfall. Oh man, that Titanfall that, is awesome. That comment made me like that comment from the developers this week made me so mad. Yeah, I'm very sad that they're not developing Titanfall three right now. Yeah. I'm so F- sad about that. F and chat for Titanfall, boys. I yeah. I don't even know why I'm a fan of that meme now. It just it just is. Because it's a good one. Uh, other than that, I don't think I'll play anything else. Just those two. It's been really busy at my house with work and kids and all kind of nonsense. So, yeah, that's been what I've been up to. Yeah. Been enjoying it. Like I said, Grand Theft Auto Five. Just I've I've fallen back in love with that game. It's so good, and it also for me it has a lot of nostalgia. Um, mainly because it looks it. They did a really, really, really good job of just capturing Los Angeles mm-hmm. and what it looks like and what it feels like. So, for me, playing that game is always like going home. Um, yeah. The voice actors who played Lamar and uh, Franklin, like I know those people. <laughs> like all of I, I know those guys. Like it, so, it, it just it it hits a different way for me because it's literally like going home. Mm-hmm. So. Just been playing that and enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, quick question for you. Did you guys? I know it has no relation to GTA Five, but it's not really one of our stories. Did you guys see the car that the CD Projekt Red developers tweeted out this week? In in uh, remembrance of the fifth anniversary of Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. That I didn't see that thing looked amazing. Like that thing looked yes. like I remember. GTA looking like when it came out and that thing looks way better. Yeah, I, it looks really dope. 
I'm excited for Cyberpunk. Oh. Based on that, and based on playing GTA, and just what CD Projekt Red does, like it makes me that much more excited for for Cyberpunk. I mean, I hey, first person one. mode in GTA Five is fantastic. I cannot wait for Cyberpunk. I don't like the first person mode at all. It feels wrong. It feels wrong. It gives me. It looks good. It looks, but it, it feels looks wrong. Good, like but controls. It, gives, it gives me a headache, so I don't play it. Yeah. I've never been a fan yeah. of first-person games in particular. What's wrong with you? Just not. I don't know. It's just... I don't know. It gives me a headache. Some of those first-person games give me a headache. Yeah. And I just never really... Honestly, I just it. wanted a reason to ask what's wrong with you. Oh. There's a... Oh, oh, we're, we're just old. First-person first wasn't a thing when we started playing video games. I think so that's what it is, yeah. Old. That's why. That's exactly what it is. I think it's legit. Just, especially when you play games that are fast-paced and all the jumping, like, oh, all right. I can't do mm-hmm. this. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, I can't imagine trying to play Titanfall 2 online. That's, no. It's way too much speed for me. I can't do it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's why I play. When I play Battlefront, I immediately take it to third person mode. Go from there. You can play Battlefront in first person? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. That, that doesn't even seem like it makes any sense what, to me. Which is ridiculous. First person? Mm-hmm. The game starts you in first person. Yeah, I feel like I. Oof. I think you. I don't even remember that. I feel like I. I must have just immediately jumped to third person when I actually played the game because I can't even imagine it in first person. It doesn't even feel right. Like even thinking about it, like I, that just feels weird for some reason. If I remember I correctly, know. I think you hit the right stick and it turns you to third person mode or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's- I can't. I am not a big fan of third person. I think the only third person game I really play all the time is um Call of Duty. You mean first person? Yeah, first person. I play every third person game. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of third person games over first person as well. I like first. I like my FPSs, but I prefer a third person so single player story chance, game over a, anything. There's a chance you may not enjoy Cyberpunk because it's all first person. Yeah. It is? Yes, it is 100% first person. I thought about that. Yeah, you might be right. I might not enjoy that. There is, the only time you will see your character is in a couple of cutscenes. And when you're riding uh, bikes, like motorbikes. Hmm. I'll survive. All right, moving along. We got a couple of questions. Only two questions, and they're both food-related, which is interesting. Everyone's hungry. Apparently, you know, you're in isolation or quarantine or whatnot, and you just, you need food. So our first question comes from PSVG Kevin and asks, who wins in a head-to-head cooking competition? Team one is Justin Warner, Guy Fieri, Gordon Ramsay, and Kevin. Team two is Paula Dean, Alton Brown, Rachel Ray, and Lucas. All right. Initially, I said <laughs> Team One because that Justin Warner has sixteen Michelin stars. <laughs> well, that too. I is I like Kevin, of course. I like Guy. No, I don't like Guy Fieri. I like Gordon hey, Ramsay. Hey, what's wrong with you? You don't like Guy Fieri? No, I don't like Guy Fieri. <laughs> not at all. I'm not a fan. That um, man is a national treasure. How dare you? Nah, not a fan. Is he? He's something. But then, see, I looked at Team 2, <laughs> and I love Rachel Ray. I have a huge crush on Rachel Ray. I like Lucas. Paula Dean, 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm oh. not a fan of her at all. <laughs> hey, hey, she deep fried butter. Like a stick of butter. It's not even that. She she's not a fan of the blacks. So <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say Bingo. that next. Yeah, she's not a great person. So I by default would have to go with team one. Yeah, I'm gonna say team one, A, because that team has sixteen Michelin stars, and B, because the prospect of Guy Fieri and Gordon Ramsay having to work together is amazing to me. Not because I don't think so, they'd get along, but because they're two very different types of professionals. Yes. And it's it's amazing. And also, Guy Fieri is a national treasure. The man officiated like 101 gay weddings the weekend after his sister died. That's very nice of him. That is very cool. Yes. Still not and a fan also, he just, he just donated like $100,000 to a charity. I forget which one, but it was like something food related. And he just donated $100,000. Over the past week or something. Hold on. Uh, so I don't know who what the hell a Michelin star is, nor do I care. Okay. What I do know is that Lucas bakes, and I like baked goods. I feel like Paula Dean is making cakes and sweets and delicious things. I don't know who the hell Alton Brown is, and the only thing I know about Rachel Ray is that she puts uh extra virgin olive oil in everything, I feel like. Yes. I feel like she's always talking about some EVOO. Um, Guy Fieri, Justin Warner, Gordon Ramsay, I mean, they cool. And Kevin, I feel like they make the more, um, what the hell is the word? Uh, I forgot what kind of dishes it is, but they make a different type of food that I don't want to eat. I want all the sugars and sweets and cakes and pies and that type of stuff. So I'm definitely going to have to go with Lucas because I feel like he's going to bake me something that's going to be sweet and delicious. Well, pa- Paula Dean is not making a cake for you. I'll tell you that right now. She's not making a cake. Hey. I mean, she's not making a cake for me, but if she's making a cake, it's probably going to be delicious. Also, uh, so that charity thing I talked about, uh, it also apparently involved Bill Murray and it was a nacho battle. Guy Fury definitely won a nacho battle. He looks like he's nothing but nachos. 24 7, 365. Hey, you know what? That man is a national treasure. That man has a terrible haircut. That man does have a terrible haircut, but he's still a national treasure. He's something. <laughs> Either way, now I just want cake. Yeah. I have cake donuts if that helps. Cake donuts are delicious. Yes, they are. I didn't know that was a thing. Have you never had a. Old just a plain donut? Have you never had yeah. an old-fashioned donut? Yeah, they call them cake donuts. That's what they're called. Yeah, cake donuts, plain donuts, old-fashioned. Yeah, I, I it's, just, it's just called a yeah, donut. Just a cake, no frosting, nothing. Never knew it was called a cake donut. I mean, yeah. Old-fashioned, man. Interesting. No frosting, no powder, no nothing. Oh, just, no. Just See, I have the sour cream glazed, so. All right. No, just give me just a regular plain donut, man. Those are bomb. All right, our next question comes from at another lung on Twitter, and she says, Sony decides to make candies of the X, O, square, and triangle. What flavors would each be? I got to say something. When I first read this question, I thought it said candles. I thought it said candles. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I thought the same thing, and I was like, who's eating candles? 
Well, you know, candles could be flavors. Yeah, because you think it. about it, if you if you go to like you know Bed Bath and Beyond oh. or Bed Bed Bath and Body Works, so, and you get your candles, it's like pineapple guava. Okay, but it's flavor and a smell. Th- this this gonna shock you. I don't use candles because scented candles give me a migraine. So ah, there you go. Yeah, my wife lives and dies by those. Apparently, there was a, a sale last night, and she uh she got a bunch of 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 gift cards for her birthday for those she bought a bunch of candles mm, fantastic i uh i would dread walking into your house sir it'll be fragrant it, that's it, for it sure it would be and i would probably pass out immediately from pain <laughs> <laughs> it smells like fresh linen it, it's I'm, great. I'm sure it does uh the the <laughs> amount of pain i would feel walking into that scented fresh linen room not great hmm. See now I'm thinking yeah. they're candies now, so that changed my whole perspective on Yes. Candy. Well, I can go first. Yes, it's real easy. Do. Just based off the colors alone. So triangle is green. So that one's gonna be, you know, Jolly Rancher Apple. Alright? Okay. Circle is like a it's it's a it's a red. So that's gonna be strawberry. Or better yet, it's gonna be cinnamon. The cross or X if you're a heathen X is blue. So it's going to be a blueberry or better yet, blue raspberry, because I love candy. And then the square is pink. So it's going to be, you know, your favorite, your favorite starburst, the strawberry one. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to make you angry. Very angry. Oh, I'm going to uh, make you guys angry. The, the triangle <laughs> is going to be sour lime. The, cir- That's fine. the circle is going to be cherry. The X. Cherry is always the worst. The X is gonna be cross, mm-hmm. and that'll work. The square is gonna be orange. Orange and it's pink. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna say something like watermelon, which makes sense. No, God no, ew! Watermelon is gross, and watermelon, also it's not. It's not watermelon candies are gross too. Ew. Also, it's not called grape. It's just called purple. Just purple. I was trying not to be stereotypical because I know that gets used a lot. <laughs> okay, I'm trying Just to. Re- great. I'm trying to remember the colors. Okay, the, what color? Hey, is it? hey, hey! Don't, don't! You don't need to remember. There you go. There's. I mean, you could just you right pick up there. a controller. I mean, well, I'm not near my controller. Okay, <laughs> the square is purple, right? The square is um pink, right? Uh, okay, mm-hmm. hold on. Purple? No, I, I was. Sir, are respect. you colorblind? Yes. But the square is pink. So the square would be mm-hmm. Pepto Bismol flavored. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, you, gotta, you gotta hold it up for me, for me to see, Haley. Okay, so which one is is one that's blue? The X. X is blue. X is blue, so that's water flavor. Uh, I'm sorry. Water flavor? <laughs> water flavor. Uh, okay, hold on. Should be like Dimatap. Dimatap or Tussin. <laughs> okay, what's the, what's the circle? I still can't see it. Cause it's a little blurry. The circle is red. Red. It's red. Alright. So that's hot sauce flavored. Ew. Woo! Okay. And the triangle. And triangle is green. <laughs> oh no. I dread what's coming next. <laughs> Let's just go barf. Barf flavor. Wow. I'm going to kill so you. basically you've created a box of birdie beans all flavored jelly beans. Yes. That's basically what you've done. Again, yes. next so week. we got Next Pepto week. Bismol barf hot sauce. And what was the blue, would you say? Water. Uh, water. water. 
Fun. Next Fun. week, Delvin will be found dead in a ditch. Oh, I'll be the first time. Like the person who spoiled The Last of Us Part 2 for me is getting shot out of a cannon. Oh, somebody spoiled that for you? That sucks. I was scrolling through Facebook and someone took it upon themselves to have posted it. And then when I called them out on it, told me I shouldn't be upset because they saved me $60. Wow. That sucks. The be- Welcome to the club. The beauty is, whatever that spoiler is, it's probably wrong. I'm. It was a photo. Yeah, they got you. It's Photoshop. Photoshop. They got you. <laughs> Again. All right. Well, that they're being shot out of a cannon. I'd like to see this happen. Yeah. It needs to be live pay per view. Sure. I'll, I'll I'll make money off of it. <laughs> All right. So that does it for our questions this week. Um, if you'd like a Pepto Bismol flavored square, talk to Delvin. He's your man. There you go. All right, so moving right along. So we, we've got a little bit of news this week. Um, our first story comes from Haley, uh, titled A Classic PlayStation Title Returns. What you got for us, Haley? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are back. Um, the first, I think this counts as the first reveal for Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, right? I think it's the first. I think it was the first one. Yeah. yeah. Um, as we all know, Jeff Keighley's doing like this Summer of Games festival. Um, we had the we had this, which was revealed to be a complete remake, uh, from the ground up. It looks like by Vicarious Visions, um, of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Um, they're trying to get as many songs as they can from the original soundtrack. Um, and of course, the date was revealed. Everybody has Superman by Goldfinger in their head. Um. You know, it looks amazing. Um, if you pre-order, I guess you get the warehouse demo at a later date uh, before the game launches. Um, one of the cool things about this, though, is that they brought they brought all the skaters back, and the scans of them aren't being DH, so they're their current age in the game, right? Like, so whatever their age is in life right now is what they're gonna look like in game. That's cool, and it's amazing. Yeah. honestly, I just. The level designs are the same as before, but they look way better. They show you a comparison in the trailer. It's an immediate jump, and I'm just so excited for this. No, what are your I, thoughts? When I saw this originally, the article said a PlayStation Classic game returning. I immediately thought Jumping Flash was coming back, but this will do. Jumping Flash? Oh my god! That, I don't even know what that is. Wow. That's a deep cut. Yeah, you're like this. It's like a, it's oh. a 3D game that came out on PlayStation One where you're this robot rabbit. Mm-hmm. You have to jump around the environment. It's not good. No, it was not. Mm. Oh my god! But I'm just very excited for this to come back, um, especially because everybody's been, you know, asking EA for Skate for years. So. You know, they're going to capitalize on on this, right? We've got Skater XL coming out in a couple weeks. we got this coming back. Who knows? Maybe it'll push EA to put a new skate game out. The question is, can a new skate game compete with remastered Tony Hawk 1 and 2? Probably, because a lot of people, even though they love the classic Tony Hawk's, Tony Hawk games, loved the control scheme of skate. Like, I love that control scheme where you flick the stick to do your tricks. That's amazing. It feels intuitive as well. But I love the original Tony Hawk games as well. So 
I will say this. Yeah, Tony Hawk takes me back, man. I will say this about that. It's going to be really interesting to see if people really want this. And when I say that, I mean like terms of sales-wise, because we've had cases where games, people keep asking for the games, and then the games come out. And then they don't sell. Then they don't sell. So I like hope it does. So, Edge. Yes. Perfect example. You hit it right in the neck. Everybody, everybody asked for, Mirror, for a Mirror's Edge sequel. But the problem being is they wanted a traditional Mirror's Edge sequel and not an open world fetch quest simulator. Yes. Yeah. I love Tony Hawk. I love the first two. Because those are the ones I remember from my childhood or when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to definitely buy it. Oh, I'm buying this day one. I hope more people buy it as well to show that these are the type of games they want. Because we've, we've started starting to get to a place where we're kind of getting the same type of games. So it's cool to get something different like a Tony Hawk or even Guitar Hero. Is, is it different or is it just the same game? Because it's just a remake of a game that already exists. Uh, I don't know I, if it's really getting a different game. I haven't had this in a different. while. It's going to be different because remember, they're bringing moves that weren't in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 to Tony I, Hawk's Pro Skater I get that, but it's not a different, it's not like we're getting a new, different type of game. It's just but we haven't had it a, in a game while. remade. We haven't had this in a while. Like Tony Hawk, what is the last good Tony Hawk game? Uh, Thug. No, two? sorry, American Wasteland. That was fantastic. Two? Tony Hawk 2 was the last good one? Probably. Okay. Uh, Dev's going to get my foot up his butt. Um, American Wasteland. It's so violent today you are. Bro, we don't get that hey. many like we don't get that many type of games like this in terms of like we used to. It's almost like the Guitar Hero Rock Band situation, where mm-hmm. we got Guitar Hero Rock Band. We kept, kept getting it. It was great, great, great. Then it just stopped <laughs> for a while. Then it came back. Then it just stopped again. And I kind of miss yeah. those type of games, like the Guitar Hero game, the Tony Hawk game, the games like that. That kind of like a little different what you're used to playing. Even the I know this is gonna hit Deb hard. The NCAA football games. Like, I miss having those type of games around every year. Oh, you're, you're not the only one. There is a huge amount of people who miss NCAA. And it's so funny because all of my friends love the NCAA franchise, but they literally only played them as a crutch till Madden because as soon as Madden would come out, those things get tucked by the wayside yeah. and they don't get played again until July of the next year. Yeah. It's crazy to think about that now. We got so used to it. It's so privileged to have it around that when it's gone, we like really miss it. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. hey, Madden 20 is in the vault now if you have EA access. So. And I think it was on. I think uh, EA access was on sale this week or something like that. Possibly. Until they do an EA access that actually encompasses all the, all the platforms, I'm not even bothering. Like, it's so irritating. I don't want to have it for 30 bucks on every single platform. And then Origin is completely different. Like that, I'm good. I need I need an all in one hey, encompassing. Hey, I just sub. I just wish Ubisoft would bring UPlay Plus to PlayStation because I'd pay for that instantly. So I don't even know what that is. Essentially, oh it, man, <laughs> oh UPlay Plus is great. Yeah, every single Ubisoft game is part of it. It's fourteen ninety nine a month, but it's only on PC right now. Yeah. Oh, okay, but. But the, the, and that's all the new games and the gold edition. Yes, so exactly. you get all the DLC and everything. Huh. Yeah. So, like, when Watch Dogs Legions drop, I'm not buying Watch Dogs Legion. I'm going to subscribe to Uplay Plus for $14.99 and have the full version yeah. of Watch Dogs yeah, Legion. I'm super stoked. As well as everything else that Ubisoft has, le- has released. Huh. It's crazy. 
Yeah. It's worth there's it. like there's like hundreds of titles. It's 14.99. I really wish. Now something tells me it'll probably be on PS5 uh because that would make Maybe. that would make sense. Um but it's supposed to come to Stadia at some yeah. point. It hasn't made its way over there yet. I mean, Stadia's a Let's not talk about Stadia like it's in the conversation, because it's not. It's not. Don't tell the Stadia people that. The Stadia people know who They'll they are. They'll launch you out of a cannon. They'll launch you That's out of a cannon. That's fine. They can't reach me because they have no games. <laughs> Poor Stadia. You had so much promise. Hey, at least it's not Bethesda adding kernel-level anti-cheat software to Doom Eternal this week on PC. Wow. Didn't know that which, was gonna... which, for those who don't know what that is, it's a anti-cheat software that runs at a higher level than administration on your computer. So, way to, uh, yep. way to Bethesda go to Bethesda there, Bethesda. That they do. Either way, Tony Hawk Pro Skater is back, and uh, people are very excited for it. I think it will sell well. Mm-hmm. I know people that have already pre-ordered it. Um, I just wish it was available to pre-order digitally on the PlayStation Store because it's not available yet to pre-order there. So. Yeah, I know it's on the the it's on Epic and it's on the Xbox Store. I don't. Yeah, yeah. it's not on PlayStation. It'll probably be there this Tuesday. Well, as, after this yeah, episode. Yeah, surprise. Yeah, it'll definitely probably show up as soon as the the store like refreshes or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that's awesome. All right, so our next story: um, PlayStation Studios has uh, launched. Or it's launching alongside the PS5. This got hit with like so much like hate and dissent. It feels like it was so because stupid. it looks similar to the Marvel thing. It's just like no, no, no. It was it wasn't because it was similar to the Marvel thing. They got mad because it was similar to the Xbox thing, which is similar to the Marvel thing, which is utterly ridiculous. See, I don't have any problem with it. it I don't it really looks care. Cool, but it's pointless. I think it looks cool. It's like, all right, that's cool. You guys are starting a, your own little, you know, studio to put. It's for me. What it made me think of was like the PlayStation, not the PlayStation, the uh, Nintendo seal of approval. So if it has this, if it's made by this studio, you know it's going to be good because it's Sony's first party, you know, licensed stuff or first party games or whatnot, which. You know, that's why you buy a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was kind of like adding that little bit of panache, that little bit of seal of approval. Like this is from, you know, our best of the best. That's what it made me think of. Sure. The intro and everything was similar to lots of other things that, that you know, look like that. And it's cool. But it, just, it was so funny to me just how we all react, how gamers reacted to it. Like, oh, my God, you're biting Xbox. Oh, my God, it looks like Marvel. Oh, my God, this is so stupid. I just thought the, the reaction was hilarious. I thought it looked cool. I thought all three of them looked cool. The Marvel one looks cool. Me too. Xbox one looks cool. PlayStation one looks cool. I wish we could do it for PSXP. If I can figure out a way I'm to do that logo for PSXP, I would gladly do that. It's a cool logo. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think it's definitely a cool logo. Yeah, it's similar to other things, but you know, that's uh what happens. You see something you yeah. like, you kind of... Take it, make a couple of changes, and adopt it as your own. That's just kind of what you know happens. And they've also said um, it will, like the images you see in the logo will change over time, like so, the Marvel logo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Donnie, can you make us a Marvel style type logo where, like, in the beginning of every episode, like, hey, I think Donnie's a little busy. Nah, he, he can do. He it wouldn't know. be. It wouldn't be Donnie. It would be Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever, <laughs> who, whoever who has been busy, whoever wants to do this. Make us a Marvel style logo for every show where they just show each one of us coming in, like the Marvel how Marvel Cup starts it off every 
movie and stuff like that with the hawk and stuff. It just says PSVG. That that would require us to to actually have live shows so people could actually see the video and pull it. Well, we don't we don't do that because technical difficulties. Well, and and also. Yeah, sometimes my connection drops, but the technical difficulties we're referring to are your computer. Wow, that's racist. <laughs> How dare you insult my <laughs> black computer? Terrible. Hey, computer I, hate, terrible. I, hate to, I hate to tell you, but your computer's an inanimate object and not... That's not how that works. This computer has a family, sir. <laughs> how dare you? And that's a big no-no. You don't call me, sir. I wouldn't call you sir. That's the expression. Yeah. Sounded like you were my, calling my, me sir. Oh. My computer has a family as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, if you mean it has, family, a, it has a name too. Yeah. My computer's name is Voltron. All right. Did you just name your computer Voltron? Yeah. Voltron. Absolutely. Because like, it was assembled by a bunch of different little parts yeah. to form. Okay. I get. Voltron. I get your reference, but I thought you were talking about the new Netflix, like the the Netflix show. And not the original Voltron. You see how, first of you all, see how old Dev is? First of all, you think he's talking about you. The, the, the remake? I'm talking about the OG. The remake is actually not bad yeah, at it's, all. It's pretty good, but, you know, it uh, it kind of got overtaken by shippers. Yeah. I, was, I don't even know what I that saw, means. I Del- Del- Delvin knows exactly what I'm talking about. People got mad because certain characters didn't get together. Yes. Oh, who cares? I don't care what those people think. <laughs> it, it became who gives who gives a crap. It became it's kind the, of mess. It, it it's the same situation that Arrow got into when Laurel and Oliver didn't end up together. Yeah. Who cares? Like that doesn't matter about the show in any way, shape, or form. Oh, people care. But people it, were oh, mad. but it, it, it matters. No, to no. People. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, who gives a shit? <laughs> yes, I'm cursing. Because the story is the story. Yes. I don't care what you think about the story. And if you want somebody to get together, who cares? Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're now inviting people to make very interesting comments. because I, and, they, they care. and they can make all the comments they want. And I don't care. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Because the story is what it is. Next, you can want next, certain people to get together all you want. But who cares? Next week on PSXP, we have not found Deb because he's been murdered by the shippers. Apparently, all of us are gonna get murdered. The shippers can kick rocks. You you want you want that? Go write the story. How about that? Boy, I mean, you want to see certain people get together? Go write that story. I mean, and nobody will ever see it because that's not what the actual directors and writers wrote. I mean, to get be, over it. To to be fair, they do do that. It's called fan fiction. It's very popular. Uh those who are interested in that know what it is and they will find what they're looking for. But the point being is that they, they then get mad that the show doesn't follow that. So, Yep. Cry me a, ri- cry me a river, build a bridge, and get over that shit. So, as of right now, I'm going to be dead, Dev's going to be dead, and Haley's going to be dead. So it's going to be a really hard to host this podcast next week. <laughs> we going to be ghosts! <laughs> for real. <laughs> Uh, All right, and our last story of the week. What you got for us, Delvin? It's not really a story. It's something that everybody should know that I thought we should put out there as a PSA for everybody that PlayStation apparently is giving away another free game. I mean, but I hate to be the bearer of bad news. By the time they hear this episode, it won't be free anymore. No, they have till the 21st. Oh, okay. I thought it was only until only for this weekend. Yeah, it's till the 21st. If you go on your PSN, I had to actually find it to get the game for free. 
you can get mm-hmm. the Lego Ninjago movie game for free, which is a pretty decent game. And I, yep. the question, I, the reason why I brought this up was two reasons. One, so everybody can go get this game before they can't get it anymore for free. And two, more importantly, that's two free games Sony has given us thus far. Do you think this is something that's going to continue on? Or maybe it's just this is just quarantine time and hit two free games and that's it. But I, 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 I think this quarantine time because it wasn't actually a Sony thing. Yeah, this was just because it's free thing. everywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's free on Xbox too? Yeah, it's free. Yeah. It's free so on Steam that. as well. So you you didn't read the article that you posted at all? Did you? I, I read it, but I didn't pass it. I don't pass it to Xbox. The first line is following in the steps of Xbox One's Xbox One giving players the same promotion. I didn't hey, read that. I mean, we we've established that Delvin doesn't even read the show notes. So, oh no no no, I mean, no! We've established that I did read the show notes when it was needed, when it, when necessary. Because nobody else said nothing. I noticed this is true this is true but yeah I think it's cool that they've decided to give away this this game it's free pretty much everywhere so I think it's free on Steam PS4 Xbox it's free so let me let me amend the question do you think more video game companies will do this while we're in quarantine just give away free games no I mean it's possible I think Ubisoft is giving away a couple of free games um now we've got, you know, WB doing it. I think as long as the quarantine happens, we'll start to see maybe a couple of more free games here and there. Um, just because video games are selling so well, they can afford to do that and try to get you to come back and buy other stuff, to be perfectly honest. That's that's probably the, the, the thought process there. Yeah. You know, oh, you like Lego Ninjago. Maybe now you'll buy, you know, Lego Avengers or Lego Harry Potter or something like that after getting that taste of the free game. You know? Yeah, I agree. I think it's interesting. In- how many free games we actually got this week? Uh, we got Lego Ninjago. We got GTA 5 on PC. What else did we get? It was something else. Uh, that was all I remember. Yeah, that's all I remember. I thought it was another game. But anyway, what I was trying to say was that worst case scenario, these games are basically, well, except GTA for some strange reason, because GTA keeps selling, <laughs> which I don't understand. Which is just, how. it blows my mind. Yeah, I'm just waiting for them to inevitably make it a like a hey here buy this like cheaper copy on PlayStation Five, and it'll still just top the charts. I was gonna say why don't they just give it away for free and just sell GTA Online at this point? Yeah, I'm surprised they don't give away GTA Online just for free. Yeah, because that's really what they're doing is they're giving you GTA Five, you know, so you can go ahead and play GTA Online and spend money and all their little stuff. Like, it's insane to me that this game has managed to continue to sell. What did it come out in 2013 is when it came it's out? It's almost eight years old at this point, yeah. And it's st- people are still buying it. Yeah. Like, that is crazy. I don't understand how that happens. Like, how do you not already own this game? How do people and still now buy Minecraft? If you, if you, oh, God. That still blows my mind. Did you guys... Did, I don't think we talked about it. Did you see the article that came out about... They were talking about the sales of... um. Red Dead 2. Mm-mm. And they were saying, oh, it didn't sell that as much as we liked it to sell. It sold like 21 million copies. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I mean, I mean when their, game, when their other game makes $1 billion in three days, of course the game didn't sell as well as they wanted it to. 
But that's the and plus the hype surrounding it was so large. Like I don't think it was ever gonna meet that hype after GTA's hype. Yeah. Just the hype surrounding. I guarantee the you the next GTA will also probably make a billion dollars in three days. Like that's GTA for you. That game will sell. But as much as I love Red Dead Redemption Two, and that story and stuff like that in general, that was always going to be a smaller selling game. Like it's but- more of a niche genre it's funny at that least then, now the, as many games they sold they're like ah oh, we'd have liked it to sold more like you right. like uh, okay how much more like come on uh, but also like this is the same problem that square enix has with the newer tomb raider games it's like oh it didn't perform well it sold seven million copies like what are you talking yeah, about it yeah just didn't meet their expectations yeah well their eyes were uh, too big for their stomach yeah yeah crazy it's cool i enjoy getting all these free games um the epic store constantly gives they give away two free games a week or a month it's crazy so i mean i love it it's always nice and game pass is still a killer i really hope that um sony either markets now and puts more stuff on there or does something to combat game pass that would be nice we'll see eventually maybe all right yeah so our discussion of the week sony are they doing something right is there is their marketing actually really amazing and working for them i mean when you think about the fact that they basically have been quiet and xbox has taken the approach where we're just gonna throw information at you just nonstop, like you constantly know what we're doing. But Sony can just tweet out, you know, hey, look, here's the new DualShock 5 or the DualSense, and the internet blows up and goes nuts. They tweet out a, a trailer for The Last of Us, internet blows up and goes nuts. They have this, <laughs> like, right after we get the, the Xbox 2020 and they've done their, their, we're showing you gameplay for the new Series X, yada, 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 that kind of falls flat. And then Sony has a, not even an engine that's exclusive to Sony, but just happens to have the Sony marketing saying, hey, this is Unreal 5 revealed on PS5. And again, the internet goes nuts. Like for all of the, the quietness, the silence that we get from Sony, it's like when they do speak, it's just like, oh my God, you know, they're, they're blown up. The Ghost of Tsushima state of play, it was like, oh my God, this game looks amazing. So is there is there something to Sony's messaging that actually is much better than we give them credit for because we're hit with the constant barrage of things from Microsoft? I'll let him go first. I'm just tired. I'm tired of it. Just I'm tired of it. Like <laughs> honestly, this is ridiculous at this point. Like you're getting to a point where yes, you're everything you do is making numbers. Like for example, the the controller. It the fourth chair, everybody. Um, I thought that was a baby. No, it too. was my cat. Um, <laughs> you're getting to the point where, yes, everything you're doing, it has numbers. Like, the controller, everything went wild. Then it was the Unreal Engine, and everything went fantastic. And everyone's like, oh, Xbox lost, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, no. Like, this is... The point where like yes you don't want to cut your sales short for the last of us part two or ghosts but you're getting to the point and yes i know covid has changed everything like clearly marketing stuff cannot go the way it was originally supposed to this year for 
anything, really. Like, marketing had to have changed for that. But, at this point, I am just so tired of the constant, when are we going to see the box? Now, yes, of course, there are the rumors that we've already seen it, and it's that horrendous-looking dev kit, but we don't... We don't know at that this point if that's actually the box. And even if it is, they need to show it, and they need to show it soon. We... The fourth chair just going ham, everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have known um, for months now at this point what the Series X looks like. And we still do not know what the PS5 looks like. We need to know. So, I will counter you with just this. We didn't see the PS4 until June. The only reason that I think people are upset that we haven't seen the PS5 is because we've already seen the Xbox Series X. But at this point, when the PS4 in the PS4's reveal cycle, we did not actually see what the box was until E3, until June. So it could be a fact that this has been Sony's plan all along. They did their re- they did the reveal for the PS4 in that February where you learned about it, and we got basically that same kind of info back when they had that Wired article. But then we didn't see anything like the actual box or anything until E3. So in terms of like what we're used to, what the norm is, It hasn't really changed. I think the only difference is that we have just been bombarded by Microsoft stuff that makes us think that why haven't we seen this thing? When this could probably have been Sony's plan all along, like we're still traditional, you're going to see our stuff the same times you normally would. I don't know. It's just starting to bother me at this point. You're muted, Delvin. That's very important. I said I'm going to counter your counter with a counter of a counter. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that Sony is doing this because essentially they're the market leader. Mm -hmm. And when you're the market leader, people are all hyped up for you. When you do little things like, hey, here's a controller. Hey, here's this little cool thing. People are going to, yeah, Sony, Sony, go crazy and stuff. And it's really interesting Cause I watched all the things. It's interesting seeing the two sides of it, of the whole same scenario where you have people saying, like, for example, when the controller came out, you had people like me and Dev who thought the controller looks great, it looks awesome, and all that stuff. Then you had people like, "Oh, the controller's ugly. Why does it look like this? Why is it those colors?" And then the colors became a big deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's almost a damn if you do, damn if you don't thing. Then you had the whole. Last of Us trailer come out. People who liked it love the trailer. But then, unfortunately, you can't go too far past the trailer because all underneath the trailer is spoilers for The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. So it's almost kind of an ebb and flow of a positive. Even this whole thing with the Unreal 5 thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, oh, this looks amazing. This looks awesome. But then there was people. I'm not going to say who they are, but you know who they are. would say, Oh, this is just a tech demo. It's not going to look like this for two or three years. Or Xbox is going to have the same same thing. So what difference does it make? <laughs> right. So it's really interesting watching the two sides kind of go back and forth these things and kind of critique it. It's almost like, a, like I said before, it's like a damn if you do, damn if you don't thing. So it might be smarter for Sony just to stay quiet and just 
let us hear it when we, it's time to hear it because every time they yeah. do come out with something, yeah, you're getting a lot of applause and praise for it, but at the same time, you're getting criticism that kind of seems petty and silly. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like counteractive. So it's just like maybe just go at your own pace almost. Yeah, I think they're doing that. They basically are really controlling their own narrative. Like we can say that, oh my God, they're they're quiet and it's because something isn't going right. And they've continually said, no, PS5 is perfectly on schedule. We're not having any setbacks. This is just how we've chosen to reveal our stuff. And this is probably, like I said, been their plan all along. I've, and I think the only reason that we're we're so up in arms is one, COVID, and then two, just the amount of information that we've gotten from Xbox is completely in contrast to the amount of information that we've gotten from Sony. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out and see which works. Will Sony's quietness and big reveal at one point work or will Xbox constantly talking to their fans, letting fans know, hey, this is what we're doing to make it better for you? Will that end up in the long run being better for Xbox? Because Xbox is working from a position of where before the last generation, they were kind of seen as the big dog on the block. You know? Even with everything that was going on, let's call a spade a spade. Xbox was dying back and forth <laughs> when the Xbox 360 mm-hmm. came out. And that almost yeah. didn't. That didn't even matter. People would just go buy another Xbox. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've had to repurchase the 360 or take a 360 to the shop because Red Rings of Death. That was a thing. But mm-hmm. even Which they eventually that, fixed. Yeah, they, they did fix that. That's correct. But even with that going on, Xbox just seemed so dominant at that time. And then mm-hmm. PS4 happened and Don Matrick kind of just... That was the Drop dumbest the comment someone can make while trying to market a new system. Oh, we have a system for people with poor internet connections. It's called the Xbox 360. Well, you just tanked your career. Why would you say that? Yeah, that was very short-sighted. Yeah. Very, yeah. very short-sighted. Yeah, that was kind of... It kind of messed up Xbox whole trajectory. It made a lot of people say, oh, maybe I'll go to PS4 this generation. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Xbox ones, it, it had lots of faults. It was over. It was more than the PS4. It was the least powerful system. And then when you combat that with the fact that Sony just has like those big market first, like first uh, party studios pumping out just great games, um, it just kind of put the nail in the coffin for the Xbox. I think if the Xbox had been just as powerful. And, you know, got, you know, the shooter bros and their, their, their gear stuff like in better order. I think it would have been more successful. Um, but yeah. the fact that it was underpowered and it's marketing for what it was supposed to be like, they tried to capture not a gaming audience. They tried to capture the family. They tried to capture you with the HDMI in and we're going to be able to do this, all this stuff with TV. It was almost like they weren't listening to gamers in any way, shape or form. So I think that that and just the fact of the price and the fact that it was underpowered killed Xbox One more than anything else. Yeah, and let's not forget that a lot of their exclusives didn't hit. Like, you know, Crackdown yeah. wasn't critically acclaimed. I think Scalebound for the... How long did Crackbound take to come out? Like, woof. Yeah, Scalebound didn't come out at all. Then, right. then you have, like, Gear... What is it? Not Gears. Gears was fine. Halo, was it Halo 5? 
Halo, Halo 5 was marketed to be something that it, I think was very different than what the final game was. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Halo 5 was marketed as kind of Master Chief versus Lock. Versus Lock. And what we got, because I, I played and beat Halo 5. It's one of the few Xbox games I played and beat. What we got was essentially a Lock game with Chief sprinkled into it. And I think that kind of mm-hmm. turned fans off from Halo. And when you have, when you're making those type of misses on your exclusives, and then you have Sony on the other side hitting you with, "Hey, here's God of War." Yeah, we know you you kind of fell off of how you how you of God of War before, but here's a different version of it, and it's better. Here's Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Here's the closing of this series that you loved a lot in terms of Uncharted. Bam, bam! They keep hitting you with these games that are and e- even and- the one that stumbled critically or. Like review wise, still did gangbusters in sales. Here's Days Gone, another zombie game, but people ate it up and, and loved it. Yeah, yeah, like, you're forgetting about Horizon. Like you have two brand new IPs in yeah. Horizon and Days Gone that did did great. And then you add to the fact that they have these kind of second party exclusive games like Persona Five that you can't play mm-hmm. on Xbox. That is a lot to contend with. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they're definitely coming from a place where they're, like, trying to get, hey, we've got this, we've got that. Like, they're just barrage- hitting you over the head with, like, all the information. And Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. Like, that is definitely, like, their trump card that they can play. Like, you just get it on Game Pass. All of our exclusives. Get an Xbox, you get Game Pass. Boom, you're good, you know? And Sony has just, we're the market leader. We're going to trickle out the information here and there. And... It, I, I feel like it, it it works and it doesn't. Like, we get upset because we want to hear more, but we're so ravenous for the information that when we get it, like, we go over the moon for it. Like, oh my God, look at, look at what Unreal Engine looks like on PS5. Oh my God, you know? Yeah. That stuff looks incredible and that builds that excitement. And then when you top that off with the Ghost of Tsushima state of play and you see how good that game looks running on PS4 Pro it kind of excites you even more for what it could look like on PS5, you know? Yeah, I agree. So, like, while their marketing may not be what we want in terms of the information, um, the amount of information that we want, I think that they are doing a really, really good job of controlling their narrative and continuing to just build the fervor and hype for when this system is finally revealed. It could all come to bite them in the ass if the PS5 just isn't good. That's the only issue yeah. that, that it may seem. If the PS5 is is technically as sound as we think it is, as we're hoping that it is, I think that their way of marketing will play off hugely and they will continue to be the market leader because, again, like they have the games you want to play. Even if you have Game Pass and all of your first-party titles, exclusives will be launching in the Game Pass it still doesn't match up to the the titles that Sony has. So yeah. yeah, you may get like one or two of these really big first party exclusives like you're going to get Halo Infinite, but then you're also fighting against the fact that I'm going to get Halo Infinite on the the regular Xbox One X and what does optimized for Series X really mean? Like 4K HDR like we kind of already have that in this gen. Yeah. Is it going to be a better frame rate? But do I even have a TV that can take advantage of that better frame rate? 
So yeah, it's gonna look better, but that's gonna be really hard to market and show because the differences in next gen compared to this gen, it's gonna be, it's like VR. You're gonna have to experience and see it. It's gonna be very hard to watch a video and see the true differences between next gen and this gen. Like everything we have right now is already in 4K. Everything we have now is pretty much in HDR. So it's gonna be very hard to show the differences between next gen and this gen because we're still only doing 4K. Like 8K is not a thing. Like you can just count that out. It's a buzzword. There is no real 8K content. And I don't think that the systems will be pushing out 8K games. Like it's just, that's, that's a pipe dream. We're still gonna be in the same resolution that we have now. We'll have better lighting with ray tracing, but I feel like that's gonna take a while to really pop off. And yes, we should be getting 60 frames as a standard, which will make the games look and feel better. But I think that's gonna be very hard to market. It's gonna be something that you're gonna have to see and feel. So the reveal is going to be very interesting. And then when next gen finally hits and we have it in our hands, it's gonna be, I think it's gonna take a while to adopt because you're gonna see so many things that look and feel and play from a marketing standpoint from what you're looking at on the screen like in a in a commercial or whatnot is not gonna look that much different from what it looks like on our current gen systems yeah it's um definitely an interesting one that's for sure i have a silly question but bear with yeah, me mm -hmm. what does movie theaters show their movies in what resolution Depends. That's a damn good question. It depends. I don't know. <laughs> are you watching in IMAX? Or are you watching in a regular theater? That depends. Are is it a newer theater? Is it an older theater? It all depends on what the film's shot in, too. Because mm -hmm. I'm wondering how far do we need to get before it's like, ah, we don't really need to go to the movies, huh? This is good enough. Like eight K. I mean, we're, we're already there. Yeah. We we we. I, I would argue that your home experience with the movie and sound can be better than what you have in the theater if you have the right setup. That's what I was thinking. And it's kind of weird to think that that's the thing in terms of entertainment. Like, my setup at home is essentially better than my setup would be at the movie theaters. With, and how that applies to game. But like, hey, when you said 8K, I'm like, do we really need 8K? No. I mean, you're not going to get any content in 8K for a while because nothing can... There's nothing that at the consumer level that's affordable that's going to be shown in that. There's nothing being shot in 8K, really. Like, that's the other thing. Like, you can get an 8K TV right now. Like, they exist. Yeah. And you can have the TV that has, like, AI machine learning that does a pretty good job of upscaling it. But it's very different from something being shot in 8K. Or it's, it's, it's very different when you, when you watch something that's been shot in 4K and you watch the 4K version of it compared to something that's not being shot in 4K and then you get the 4K DVD of it or whatnot. There's, it doesn't look as good. And with 8K, like, we're, we're so, we're not, we're not even close to that at this point. Like, it's just, it's not realistic. And especially from a gaming standpoint, like, you think about PCs. PCs trying to push, like, 4K at 60 frames, like, that is still, we're still, like, right at that where we can get a good 4k 60 and the cost of a system to actually push that without like struggling is very expensive mm. okay that's yeah. what i was trying to figure out so, yeah we're just we're not we're not there yet and 
we're just not there yet. So like, I'm really hoping that 4K 60 can become the benchmark or the standard for, for this next gen. In fact, I hope that they give you multiple options. Like you can have 4K 30 as the, the, like the graphics mode and then 1440p 60 as like the performance mode, like better than like current gen. Um, with more frames so you get a b little bit better clarity and then also like the ray tracing like stuff with ray tracing looks really really incredible mm, but it's yeah. also very taxing on systems so i don't know how well these consoles will be able to handle it yet but i'm, I'm very very optimistic that we'll be able to see some some real tr real time ray tracing that actually just looks head and shoulders above you know this gen we just might not see it for two years okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Is Sony's marketing working? I think so. Still undecided. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, but, you know, we'll see. See how it all plays out come the holiday. Are you excited? Oh, I mean. Are you super hyped? I mean, I'm going to buy Do it. Do you get excited every time you see something from PlayStation? Yes. It's working. But Haley's always hyped. She's always excited. <laughs> She's always amped up for the next day. You'll see that look on her face. Of excitement, <laughs> the look of rage and violence. Yeah, we're all gonna be dead in a ditch tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I'm not killing nobody. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's what the mob say too. I'm not killing anybody, know, right? Hey, you yeah. know what? Prove I'm it. very excited for Tuesday's mafia reveal, though. That is gonna be fantastic. Oh yeah, I forgot that was Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Huh. yeah. It, oh, we've already That's it. we've already seen it because it's Wednesday today, so. That, that was a that's a perfect video. segue into what's on the PlayStation Store because everything old is new again. I'm stoked. I can't wait. This week, we've got Saints Row the Third Remastered and the Wonderful 101 Remastered. So it's like everything old is new again. Here are your little segue games to play and before we get to hey. The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. Hey, you know what else is a notable title on this list? Golf with your friends. That game is a blast. Golf with your friends? Yes. Donnie would appreciate that. I was going to say he that. He loves the golf games. I, that game is a blast to watch on on stream. Like, that, that game is just fantastic. Because you can modify the ball to be, like, a pine cone. And have to, like, <laughs> play with the ball as a pine cone. You can bounce the ball in the air. <clears throat> Some of the courses are fantastic. They're, like, Egypt or um, a mining facility and stuff like that it's very fun and interesting so i wanted to ask you something Haley. what's up did you see this game they have coming out from places called superhero x i did see it you know what's funny the title tells me nothing about it and the description tells me nothing about it yes uh, it looks like it might be interesting like it's basically sure. a create your own superhero game yeah, you check that out, let me know how it is, and then I'll tell you if I want to waste money on it or not. Well, I can't check it out. You told me to get Saints Row the Third. Okay, but <laughs> Saints Row the Third is not a full priced game. It's only forty dollars. How much money do you think I have, Haley? Do you think I'm Scrooge McDuck just swimming through a money bin? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. I am, poor, I am a poor black man from the hood. I'm not buying all of these games. Yes. <laughs> yeah superhero x looks like it's just a fighter like you create your own fighter yeah i'm not no 
If I wanted to play a fighter, I'd go buy Streets of, Streets of Rage 4, but I'm not paying $33 for that. Oh, I was thinking more like fighter game, like fighting, like Street Fighter 2, Mortal Kombat type mm. thing. Let oh, me see if I okay. Can, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, Superhero X is the only 2.5D creator-owned fighter fighting game of its kind with a free-flow combat system, okay. a unique three-point evasive counter system, and the ability to mix and match fighting styles with power-ups to create your own original character. This looks like they just grabbed a bunch of buzzwords and threw them into a description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yikes, yikes, yikes. What? Uh -huh. I don't... This can't be the game. This cannot be the game. This looks like... It's on the Google Play Store. Just Google Superhero X game, fighting oh, oh game. Oh my god, no. You see it? I'm not looking at it. Oh, I have a missed call from my grandmother. Incredible. Let me see if I can... Wait, is that a fake Wolverine? Yes! That's what I'm talking about. This... What? <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna cause problems. <laughs> what in the world? I haven't looked this, this up. I guess I should look it. Oh, I don't have an Android, so I can't. No, no, you can look it up. It's just like just look it up on your um on your screen. It'll come up. Just put a superhero X fighting game. I think this is so weird. And apparently have yeah, multiple versions crazy. of the game. There's an RPG that's version crazy. of the game, too. Boy, somebody's going to get sued. <laughs> what the <laughs> heck is that? You see? You can make Daredevil and Wolverine, apparently, and just make your own game with them. Interesting. Oh, my God. I might... Well, that's a game that's coming to PlayStation. Yeah, I'm shocked. This looks like a... It looks like an Android-type game. And they essentially... Found a way to find a loophole where you can basically make your own superheroes that look like Marvel characters. Shenanigans. Nonsense. Yep. Somebody might get sued. Oh, somebody's but, you know, definitely getting sued. I mean, if it already exists, you would think they would have been sued already. And I guess as long as you don't call them Wolverine. I mean, to be they, fair, they have... you guys saw that Ubisoft is taking that mobile game developer to court, right? Like, you guys saw that clone of Rainbow Six Siege? <laughs> Did not. Yikes. Pretty soon, Call of Duty is going to take everybody to, to court for games that have guns in them. <laughs> you guys remember that PUBG tried to, like, copyright the fact that it had a frying pan in it? I do remember I that. I know that. <laughs> I do remember that. That was so dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You guys will be playing Saints Row the Third Remastered. I hope you guys have a good time. Oh, I will have a blast with that game. Gonna platinum the heck out of that. Yeah, I'm gonna be playing Grand Theft Auto V. Hey, Saints Row the Third is fantastic, and I think you would enjoy it. I, I played it when it came out originally, and I did not enjoy it. What? You did not enjoy the skydive into a penthouse as Kanye West's power plays? That was about the only part of the game that was enjoyable. The rest of it just felt like, eh. It just didn't, it just didn't grab me. That's fair. I'm, gonna try. I'm not saying it's a bad game. It just no, didn't just grab me. to each their own. 
Yeah. I think I still have the game, actually. Like, it's probably still sitting over there with my PS3 games. Huh. Could double dip on those trophies, though, Dev. I know you don't care at all about that. <laughs> Not at all. There I'm just excited no to dipping. re-earn one of my first Platinums. It was a fun Platinum, so. Nice, nice. Alright, so that's going to do it for this extra long episode. Episode 33 of PlayStation Experience is in the books. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself here. Please feel free to holler at us or give us a follow over on the Twitters at PlayStation XP. Stop by our Discord at discord.com slash PSVG. Maybe that's it. I'm not good with the links. Either way, join us there. Join us in our shenanigans. They got.com now, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah. Either way, come there. It's fun. We talk a lot of trash. I try to, you know, lure Delvin out of hiding. And make him talk outside of the uh, strong style room. Yes. Good luck with that. <laughs> Either way, let the people know where they can find you, Miss Haley. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Shepard Zarel. Uh, currently, I am mostly on there doing the film challenge, which is for 30 days uh, a film that is, uh, you know, uh, in following the me like the challenge or whatnot like each day has a different thing today's at the time of recording is a film that you will never get tired of and is uh Bit. of course uh no i already used i already used it <laughs> on day five bit um, two i would the love for that i would love for that but that doesn't have that's not a movie that exists yet <laughs> uh day seven is zombie land uh, a movie that you will never get tired of watching so um Good choice. Other than that, uh, you can find me on your gaming platform of choice at Haley Zarel. Uh, and that's about it. Because again, I can't guarantee when I can stream right now because I'm working two jobs in this pandemic world. Two jobs. Yeah. Like two chains. Yeah. And Delvin, where can the people find you? That doesn't matter right now. What I want people to do this week is to go rate and review this podcast. That's it. Go out there and help PSXP get into more people's eyes, ears, feet, or whatever people do use to listen to podcasts. So go out there if you get a chance. If you're listening right now, after you finish this episode, rate the podcast. That's all I ask. Build. Can you rate stuff on Google Play? I don't know. Do they have? Because that's a funny thing. Like I don't have I, I don't have iTunes, so I can't rate us on iTunes because I don't have this the thing. I guess I could, but I'm just wondering. Like if you don't get your podcast from iTunes, do other places actually have rating systems? I think so. If not, leave us an iTunes review. Let us know what you'd like to see or hear. I should say. Now I gotta check. I have the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Oh, see, I use Pocket Casts now. So. Yeah, so do I, and there's no place to rate things there. Yeah. I don't see any. Either way, rate us wherever you can actually rate us, wherever you listen to our podcast. If there's a way for you to rate us there, rate us, and uh, let it, we'll, we'll, we'll start looking at those ratings. And if there's something that you'd like to see, like to hear, um, like to see less of, like to see more of, let us know. And um, we will start to try to do our best to cater the show towards you, the listeners, because without you, there is no show. Yeah, that is perfect. Absolutely. And uh, I'm Dat Ninja Dev everywhere. Feel free to follow me on the Twitters, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, Steam, wherever. That's where I am. 
Dead Ninja Dev, now and forever. And with that, long live play.